Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Saving starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Do you hear that? I don't know if you do. But if you hear a little humming noise, that's what happens when you start recording and you're in your truck. And it's 15 degrees outside in Columbus, Ohio. So, just to let you know, that's what you're going to be hearing if you if you hear it hear it at all. So, anyway, we're going to play our interviews from CPAC last week with Justin Haskins, Kaya Jones, Janae Strachey, and Benny Johnson. All this on this episode of Trench Chat. From the highways of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. Hey, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. Yes, we are broadcasting from, I just, I said it and I just forgot that quick, um, Columbus, Ohio, yes, <laughs> I just know it's cold, that's what it is, that 15 degree weather has froze my brain to where I'm already forgetting where I'm at, but yes, we're here in Columbus, and but we're fresh from CPAC last week. And one thing I mentioned when I was um, interviewed by a couple of people and the main thing I would mention when they would talk about just being at CPAC is that for me, and I'm pretty sure it's not my own sentiment, I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same way, but it's like uh, a conservative vacation. Uh, Actually, for me, it's a vacation just in general because normally when I'm 
off off the road for CPAC, this is the longest um, consecutive days that I'm off the road is during CPAC. And it's like um, about four days. For the rest of the year, I'm not going to be off for four days. Well, maybe for NRA annual meetings, but I don't even think that's going to be four days. It'll probably be three, if not two. So, yeah, CPAC is the longest time I'm off the road. And, yeah, it's for, like I said, for me, it's like a vacation. Even though I'm going around getting interviews and, you know, for the podcast and all that. Um, and one thing I... <laughs> I've noticed in the past couple of years that we've been doing trend chat, which we are over two years now. And I've noticed that CPAC itself and the week afterwards, when I'm playing the interviews, like I'm doing this week tends to be the busiest, a busiest time of the year for me, as far as doing the podcast, because have to um have to edit and all that and then normally there's more than two episodes because for the most part it's normally one episode a week but every now and then we do two but when uh when we're doing cpac it could be three four five episodes just depending on how many how long the interviews are and how many that we have so this this year we're having three episodes this one on Tuesday, tomorrow on Wednesday, and and the last one on Thursday. Speaking of Thursday, we will reveal a new partner with um with Trend Chat, uh, kind of like uh, odgapparel.com and 1776united.com. We'll be revealing another partner on Thursday, so stay tuned for that. And <clears throat> don't uh, don't really have a lot to really say um about cpac right now um, i'm going to touch on a couple of things right quick but i know i'm not going to have any time tomorrow so i might uh, expand a little bit more on it on thursday when i have a little more time because as of right now as i mentioned in the beginning we're gonna have our interviews we have four interviews to, um tonight and we'll have probably six tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow it's probably gonna just be me saying i'm gonna play the intro and say hey welcome to another episode of trend chat and then play all the interviews because looking at the time it's gonna take up the whole time so so don't expect to hear much from me at least as far as the beginning on um on tomorrow's program we're gonna have a full slate tomorrow and then on thursday we'll have three more and like I said, I, I will have more time to get get some closing remarks as far as um, CPAC is involved. But one thing I wanted to touch on is, well, one, because in every one of these interviews, you're going to hear me talk about the theme of CPAC, which this year was called <clears throat> uh, What Makes America Great. And so I asked everybody, I think I did it. Uh, I think I asked everybody um, at CPAC was uh, uh, about the theme and what what makes America great to them. It's funny now the way I'm saying it, I probably should have phrased it that way because one one thing you're probably going to notice is that even though I figured out that was like the one big question I was going to ask everybody, but 
I noticed I kept asking it in different ways. I didn't like have a, I didn't have it written out to how I'm going to ask everyone that the that same question. And so I asked it, I asked it in a number of different ways, which some, in some cases it it, it was quick and to the point. In other ways, in other times it was just kind of I was I don't know floundering trying to <laughs> trying to say it right. I don't know, but. It's funny because, um, well, in all these interviews, I'm asking people about what makes America great. And I didn't give my reason <laughs> as far as what makes America great. And one thing for me, when it, if someone would ask me what makes America great, first thing that kind of comes to mind is the Constitution. Is the fact that we have law of the land that is such a great document which has everything you need to run a government effectively and although we we definitely are a long ways removed from really adhering to the constitution we've we have strayed so far away from it, so it's 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 somewhat sad, but the thing about it that the Constitution is still there, and one thing i've I've always th- always think about is that no matter what happens as far as what what happens to the United States and as long as we can have the constitution to fall back on and i will hope that one day we will you know adhere to strict constitutionalists i guess <laughs> um i feel i'm i'm pessimistic towards it but that is a dream <laughs> I, that i hope will come true because i know one thing that we talk about as far as the fact that we had this conference last week and talking about what makes America great. And uh, I know a criticism tends to be like, Oh, conservatives always talk about how great America is all the time. And, um, and they tend to overlook what atrocities that happened in, in, uh, in American history, which is not the case. The the thing about it is that people, you know, like liberals and the quote unquote progressives and Democrats, they're so focused on all the ills of American history that it seems only right to have the other side to to, to always talk about how great it is. Personally, I feel like if we can we at least get some balance. Can we acknowledge both? But it seems like it's not that way. We only have we have one side that just talks about all the great things about America, about America. And then we have one side that just talk about all the all the bad things that happen in America. And you put them if you actually put them both together, it'll be a more accurate description. So but nevertheless, I, I do. I have no problem in saying that. 
I'm I feel very blessed to to live in the United States of America. I I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Now, as soon as I said that, someone might be listening and say, "Well, have you ever lived anywhere else?" Yes, I actually have. I've lived in South Korea for a year, or so and South Korea was nice, and but I, I I wouldn't want to live there if it's in comparison to America. Yeah, I want to stay here. <laughs> so I, I haven't now I haven't stayed anywhere else. So it's like, well, that's only one country. So but <laughs> but um. So, but yeah, I have been abroad somewhere to, to have some knowledge of some international travel. So there, anyway, I'm going to keep going on that. Cause yeah, we got, um, we got to make sure we get all, all the time in for, um, our interviews. So before we get into our first interview, which is, uh, re- returning guest, Kaya Jones, before we get there, let's, uh, oh, now see, I said that I, I did it again because I thought I had the same thing. I think this happened last episode where I thought I had the, um, I guess the, yeah, that like kind of like the ad <laughs> from the founder project. So I apologize to the founder project that I don't, I have to actually upload it again. This is like technical issues. I don't. I guess we really need to get into. Anyway, let's get into our interviews with uh, with everyone. So, like I said, the first one is going to be with Kaya Jones. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know she is a, is a returning guest. And and when I say Kaya Jones, I, I should make sure I get it right. Grammy Award winning artist Kaya Jones. So, without further ado, here we go. Trent Chat at CPAC, and we are very pleased to have a returning guest, Kaya Jones. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. So, I guess per usual, you were singing yes. the national anthem. Yes. And I, I know this is always an honor. And being here at CPAC, so yes. I mean, just how's the mood? How's the enthusiasm? CPAC has been on fire this year. I feel like last year was like gaining my footing, my traction. Singing the anthem is always such an honor, and I was able to do it last year for VP and for POTUS, and so this year opening the ceremony on the first day was just so much excitement in my heart. So on the floor, though, the energy is really, really great. Everyone's engaging, so that's awesome. Versus last year where I feel like a lot of people may not have been as much. Again, you know, we're now in, we're going into 2020. So it's been a couple of years with our protests. I think a lot more people are coming out with their conservative values and beliefs, and they're a little bit more excited about sharing it, you know? Yeah, I mean, so the last time we we spoke, you were talking about a upcoming um, single. Yes. So now it's yes. out. So tell us about it. Which one was I talking about? We had a couple last year. Well, yeah, well, it was before anything came out, because I think it was NRA last time we spoke. Oh, okay. So you're talking about tonight. So tonight did really well. Of course, Google tried to uh, censor it. Uh, That did not work. Um, It still did really well with fans. And then uh, the other single we had was the Christian single. And that album won a Grammy this year. So they they both went very well. (laughs) So how was their experience with the Grammys? Awesome. I actually chose this year not to go, which was the first year that I was not in attendance. And uh, from all the years of going, and we were nominated, and we won. 
And so I actually found out when I was with him, we were uh, we were actually visiting his family in the hospital. So his family was uh, in a car accident, and next thing I know, like pretty much, we were. I, I texted Jason. I said, "Let me know if we win." And Jason texted and said, "Sister, we won." And I just was like, I just started crying, or you know, but um, it was it was good. It was it was awesome to be. You know, with my boyfriend, with his family, and, you know, calling my mom. and just kind of really a normal setting, finding out that you won. So. Well, congratulations are in order. Thank you. Now, what I've asked everyone is... What makes America great? So I've, I've asked, what's your opinion? What um, makes America great? Americans. Americans make America great. Uh, we need all of us in this, you know, wheel to keep moving. But I think... President Donald Trump makes America great. And I think this administration makes America great. I think our freedoms make America great more importantly than anything. Our freedoms is what keeps America great, which is why we have to keep fighting for them because they're under attack. The Second Amendment's under attack. Your freedom of speech is under attack because you wouldn't have to be having rallies of how you think or what you feel if it wasn't, right? So I think our freedoms is the most important thing. All right. Yeah. Kaya Jones, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Hey, what's up? This is Kaya Jones, and you're listening to me here at Trent Chat. Yep, and thanks to Kaya Jones. As I said before, Grammy Award winning artist Kaya Jones. So thanks again to, for her to uh, come back on to Trent Chat. And pretty sure probably... <laughs> probably have her on again um, when we at the NRA annual meetings in a couple in a a little over a month now so uh, moving right along uh, our next interview is someone that so real quick when you're doing media for you know what wherever you uh, whatever the the event is you get this little media guy of the contacts of the people that you're uh, that's going to be attending and so you can kind of get an idea as far as who's going to be there and if you want to schedule an interview you get the i guess the the agents or the publicist number or email to contact so you can get a interview scheduled uh, during the event anyway so i'm going through the uh going through this media guy and i'm seeing yeah okay senator ted cruz okay um, uh, Senator Mike Lee, uh, um, Representative Dan Crenshaw. I'm look, I mean, I'm looking at you know uh, Matt Schlapp. I'm going through Dennis Prager, Glenn Beck. I'm not. I'm going through this list, and most of those, I'm like, I'm not even going to bother trying <laughs> trying to um, just put the email out because I'm kind of some you uh, some you will get saying, hey, sorry, we can't accommodate your interview. Anyway, some say yes, but. I was going through this list and I came across this <laughs> this particular person and I didn't even didn't even see much about his like the bio the little bio that they have on there all I saw were three words that just stood out and it says socialism is evil I haven't even read all the rest of it I'm well you're going to hear this in the interview but I just when I saw that I'm like yeah okay I, I got to at least try to get this one because <laughs> I, I, I want to know what this is about because that that grabbed my attention right there socialism is evil i definitely want to hear from this guy so this so here the interview with justin haskins uh with the heartland institute 
Hello, this is Trent Chad at CPAC, and we are very pleased to have Justin Haskins with us. Uh, he is the executive editor at the Heartland Institute. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, talking to me. Now, the main reason I, I'm going to be completely honest is that when I saw that you wrote a book called Socialism is Evil, I don't even know what the book's about. I definitely want to talk to you. I want to know everything about this book. Well, don't give everything because I want people, you know, I know you want people to ask about the book. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so Socialism is Evil, The Moral Case Against Marx's Radical Dream. That's the full title of the book. Basically, the general idea is that uh, so much of the debate about socialism that goes on today, especially among younger people, is whether it will work or not, right? Well, whether it will actually redistribute wealth and create a better society or will it lead to disaster and chaos in Venezuela and North Korea and all that kind of stuff. So what I wanted to do is talk about a book that said even if socialism could theoretically work, it would be immoral. That's my primary argument. So I believe that what conservatives have done incorrectly over the course of the past 20, 30, 40 years is spend too much time talking about the effectiveness of socialism and capitalism, not enough time talking about the moral arguments against it. So my basic idea is that even if you could have socialism work effectively, it would be immoral. Uh, now, my, my primary reason for believing that, there's two real primary reasons for it. The first is because in order to have socialism, you have to redistribute all the wealth. In order to redistribute all the wealth, you have to take the wealth first. That's the first stage in socialism. You can't redistribute something that you don't have. So you have to go around and confiscate people's wealth in order to redistribute it equally in society and collectively own and manage it. That's what socialism ultimately is, okay, according to Karl Marx and people like that. So to do that, you have to take people's property away from them who have done nothing wrong, who have legally uh, possessed that property, who have earned it through salaries and through investments and capital and all of that. And you have to take it away from them for no reason other than because you want to give it to other people. So that's my first argument. I think that's immoral, just that baseline. The second piece to it is, even if you, even once you get past that stage, even if everybody just woke up tomorrow and decided, you know what, I'm going to give away all my wealth, it wouldn't matter because there'd still be a hard moral argument against it because then you have to collectively manage it, which means that the majority of people in society would control, decide how everything in society is used, Right. So what happens to the minorities in society, various kinds of minorities, whether it's ideological or religious or whatever the minority is? What if you have a moral controversy? Those people are forced to violate their deeply held beliefs, whether those are religious beliefs or moral beliefs or whatever those are. They have to because they are part owners of everything in society. So, for instance, if, if the healthcare industry is collectively owned and managed, which is basically what a lot of Democrats want today, you have a collectively owned and managed healthcare industry, what happens to the Catholic nun who believes it's immoral to use condoms or birth control or anything? Whatever your opinion is of those issues, it doesn't matter. The point is there are people who believe it's it's a, it's against their deeply held religious beliefs. And what, what people who want single-payer health care to do is basically force those people to violate those beliefs. So those are the two primary arguments that I have against socialism, and that's the book dives into deep on all of those things, deeply into all of those issues, but those are the two primary arguments against it. So, so I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of, uh, I guess, historical you know, elements as far as what has happened in the past, and I guess do you also get to make the case as far as to not for America not to even go down this path and to kind of be a, a kind of a warning 
as far as how evil socialism is. Yeah, exactly. A lot of what I do in the book is talk about what Karl Marx and and his ideological followers after him, Frederick Engels, people like that, what they actually believed and what they really wanted. And, and so we go, that's all from the 19th century. We're talking 150 years ago. So a lot of it does dive into what they wanted, what they were calling for, what they believed was inevitable. Um, and, it, and it goes into that. And then it also talks about how these policies, when we've actually tried them in some fashion, it's led to disaster. So it does go into the history of it. And it does warn Americans against going down that road. One thing I've asked everyone is kind of go on the theme of CPAC, which is what makes America great. And so I've always asked everyone about, in your opinion, what makes America great? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, it's a fundamental question that I don't think we talk about enough. What I think makes America great is that this is the, the land of the free. What I mean by that is all the other things that we talk about, you know, economics, we talk about, uh, you know, we want to make sure that there's high GDP growth and low unemployment, and we want to talk about uh, all kinds of other moral issues. Those things, to me, are side issues. What makes America America is the idea that every single person is endowed with inalienable rights given to them not by the government but by a creator and that 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 those rights belong to them and that the government can't seize those rights away from them they don't have the they don't have the right to do that and so if you're if you have those rights if those rights do not come from government but they come from somewhere else and they belong to you and no one else can take them away from you that's a, a incredibly powerful idea that we often forget so when we start talking about taking away people's property or raising people's taxes or doing all of these things to accomplish some other goal. It's never to accomplish the goal of having more freedom. It's always to accomplish the goal of doing some other thing. And that other thing might be important, but nothing should be more important than people's individual rights and freedoms. Once you start taking away people's rights so that you can accomplish some other goal, you inevitably go down. It's a snowball effect and you inevitably go down the road towards tyranny. All right. So, where can people go if they want to get the book? And also, where can they find you on social media and Heartland Institute? Yeah, great. Uh, so you can go to heartland.org and learn all sorts of things about the Heartland Institute, a free market think tank. Uh, my book's available on Amazon, or you can go to stoppingsocialism.com, which is a, a part of a project that we're doing at the Heartland Institute to fight against socialism. Um, at Stopping Socialism, you can read all sorts of articles about uh, socialism, the stuff we've talked about here, as well as many other things having to do with that. So StoppingSocialism.com, uh, Twitter and Facebook, at Justin T. Haskins. All right, thank you so much for your time. Thanks very much. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. <laughs> All right, and um, again, thanks to Justin for joining us. And like I said, when I saw the title of that book, I definitely had to talk to him. So, um, yeah, appreciate Justin coming on. And um, so, a number of times, I, as I was walking through um, through CPAC and just you know looking for people to interview and whatnot, um, I got stopped a couple of times from people who were liking the hat that I was wearing. So that was cool. And it served the purpose that I wanted because so 
what what hat was I wearing? I was wearing the hat from 1776united.com. Wow, that really sounded like a professional ad like I just did. But um, um but yeah, so 1776united.com. I did a I have had the hat on with the uh with the Gatson flag under the bill and that caught some people's attention. So I handed my card with the promo code the promo code I will give you right now that you can use is seven six militia dash trend chat. Say it again seven six militia dash trend chat. Use that code, you get twenty percent off your first purchase. And I t- I'm tell you like I tell like I told the people when I gave my card out at CPAC that um that were interested in not only that hat, but like I, like I said, I didn't have a whole catalog <laughs> in my pocket. Well, then again, I did. I, I showed some some of the shirts and some of the mugs that they have uh, um, from my phone from the 1776 United app that they have as well. And so I will show some of that. And so, again, 76militia-trendchat. You put in that code, you get 20% off your first purchase. And like I'm I'm going to say now, it's a first purchase. Just making sure. So if you like what you see, you want to get a lot, you want to really get a lot, you know, get the, the best discount. Better do it on your first purchase. After that, let's, you know, we, we can see what we can do after that. But you, you're going to have to contact me, put it that way. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, 1776united.com, promo code 76militia-trenchat. So, our next interview will is with a, with a group that I've been affiliated with for some time now. And you, you'll hear about it in the, in the interview. And so, I, I really have been um, a big fan of the organization and i really uh, i enjoy what they're doing now and look forward to doing even more in the future with them so who i'm talking about I'm talking about heritage action for america and if you don't know i am a what you call a sentinel in the sentinel program for heritage action for america um uh, here, yeah, here to Action for America. Yeah, <laughs> they're making sure. But um, so yeah, so we talked with Janae Srocki, uh about the program and also about what they're up to right now. So without further ado, here is our interview with Janae. Back, and we are very pleased to have Janae Srocki with us. She is the grassroots director of Heritage Action. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for talking with me. Now, full disclosure, I am a Heritage Action Seminal. And I participate in the program. I've been a Sentinel since uh, 2016 right now. So just want to put that out there. I'm just very pleased to have her on to talk about everything Heritage Action is doing. So with that, what's going on with Heritage Action so far? 
What do you want to know? There's a lot going on at Heritage Action. So well, probably one of the biggest things I'll go ahead and touch on this is we've talked about this a lot in the Sentinel call, so you're very familiar, is HR1, which is the um, voter fraud bill, if you will. It's titled very, decept- very deceptively for the people throw the people act or something like that, which of course it is the exact opposite of that. It is not for the people. So this would uh, open up a lot of the um, voting regulations and would really put states in danger, you know, with very tied into the border crisis. So a lot of the illegal immigrants that are coming in, why is there a big push for caravans to come in and not take asylum in Mexico, but rather to wait and come to the United States of America? because the Democrats are hoping those are future voters for them. And how do they need to ensure those voting rights? Through HR1. It is a disastrous bill. Uh, so on that note, it will be um, hearing is going to be on the floor sometime this next week. So be on the lookout Monday night for that. I'm glad you're joining those calls, the Trusted Sentinel. We'll be talking about that more and um, doing some action items. We'll be doing a tweet fest. So for anyone listening, even if you're not a Sentinel, you can look into becoming one. I'm sure Brian can tell you more about it. Uh, but this is a really important bill because it, I mean, if we lose our elections, we'll lose the freedoms that we fight for every day. So this is really an important bill for people to tune in on. So that is basically a taste of what Heritage Action is all about. So I just wanted you to, to explain that. So now about the Sentinel program, if people don't know, like what is Heritage Action for America? And I guess kind of a brief overview of, of everything. Yeah, great, great question. So Heritage Action for America is a C4 legislative arm. So anyone who's familiar with the Heritage Foundation, it's a C3 think tank. And they write policy. A lot of that policy is uh, you're seeing enacted through the administration right now, and it's been that way for 40 years now, decades of work that the foundation has done. And so Heritage Action uh, was launched as a separate organization, as I already said, a C4 legislative arm about 10 years ago. And the, the purpose is to take the policies of the foundation and to make them a reality. So we have a government relations team that's on Capitol Hill building relationships with staffers and offices. And then the real power comes with our grassroots department. So people like you, Brian, who are out in the States, across America, living everyday lives, working hard, volunteering, caring about these issues, and using your voice. You are the power behind America, and I think there are a lot of people across this country that really care about these issues that we're working on or that are talked about in the media, but they're frustrated because they don't know what to do. They know they're not getting the full story or the true story from the media, and a lot of people are really frustrated. So there's heritage action to come alongside them and say, don't be frustrated. Yes, we're upset but here's what we can do about it. So let's let's put action to it. Let's not just stay home, sitting on the couch, yelling at our TV. Let's do something about it. So we have our Monday night strategy calls where we talk about what's going on Capitol Hill, what our position is, why we've taken that position, why this particular bill is important, what it means for your life personally, and really put it into practical terms. And we give an action item. What can you do about it this week? And we'll do some things outside of that Monday night call as well. Sometimes we have tweet fests and um, always encouraging our Sentinels to build a personal relationship with their representatives as well, because 
that holds a lot of water if you can have a, have that personal relationship. So that that's a that's a lot of information, but that's what Heritage Action is about. It's taking conservative policies and making them a reality on Capitol Hill because these issues impact people's everyday lives. Like I've mentioned before, I've been a Sentinel for a number of years now, and and it's one of the best programs to hold Congress accountable. I think that's probably like one of the slogans that they that they use. So. so but yeah, so I, I really, I love the program. It's like one of the, it's, it's basically one of the few that I'm actually actively involved in because I just, I really enjoy the information that I get every week. And yeah, just, it's, it's a great program. So, but one, one question I've been asking everybody is the theme of CPAC is what makes America great. And so I just ask everybody in their opinion, what makes America great? It sounds cliche, but it's freedom. Freedom is what makes America great. It's the opportunities that anyone, no matter where you're born, no matter where you're from, whether you grew up in America or in another state, what your parents did for a living, who they knew, how much money you had, it doesn't matter. You have the same opportunities as the people next to you. Everybody's life is a little bit different. I always tell people life's unfair. But in America, you have opportunity and that freedom that's afforded to you. Vice President Pence spoke today and he was talking about the administration always fighting for religious freedom for every single American of every single faith. He's a Christian and he and his wife have been attacked many times for their faith. And a lot of Christians are. And that's, you know, in today's climate, it's become popular to attack Christians. It's a trendy thing right now. But what he said is really key. We're not just protecting Christians' rights. We're protecting religious rights for every American of every faith. Those freedoms that are provided to us are what make America great. Because it's it's not just one group of people or one faith. It's freedom for everyone. And when we start taking that away, it will no longer be the America we all love. All right, Janine, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. It was great being on. Yep, and thanks to Janine for joining us. And again, the Heritage Action Seminar Program is a it, yeah, it is a great program, especially for people who are looking to, as I mentioned in the in the interview, to hold Congress hold Congress accountable, and you. you you participate in these uh, weekly calls to know what's going on that week and to prepare yourself as far as when you want to contact your um, your representative or your senator or whatnot. And it it gives you plenty of information. Um, anything you probably could think of as far as as far as what you need to whenever you want to make you know whenever you want to contact or even if you want to write a letter to the editor and all that they have everything for you to to be a more effective activist basically so um we're down to our last interview and um just want to say real quick this is someone we've been trying to get on for over a year and we finally got him so i'm just going to cut it right now here we go Hello, this is Trencha at CPAC, and we are very pleased to have the man, the myth, the legend, Benny Johnson. How you doing? More, more of a myth. More of a myth than a legend. Yes, more of a myth. We're here at uh, CPAC, obviously, and well, we just had America Fest by Turnerpoint <laughs> USA. 
and that was a great party, and well, I want you to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, it's really important that conservatives uh, celebrate the fact that we are the country that landed on the moon and that we are back-to-back -back World War champs. And the left refuses to do that. And so as Turning Point, an organization that reaches a lot of young people, uh, we decided to throw America Fest, featured Don Jr., uh, Dan Crenshaw, Ted Cruz, and over 700 excited young conservatives screaming and roaring and posing with cardboard cutouts of uh, Donald Trump and AOC and astronauts. And it was just a grand old time. There was also a mechanical bull. Uh, I did not ride it, but uh, I hear it was a, a, a tough ride. Yes, I, I saw a number of people um, getting on the bull, and I, I had a good time filming it and watching people <laughs> fall off. So Now, you just started with Turn Point USA pretty recently. like So how's everything going there? And like, like, I guess basically what you what you doing? Yeah, Brian. So Turning Point USA is where all the energy is at in the young conservative movement. Um, it is uh, an organization that has 1,400 chapters across the country, uh, reaches half a million students every single year. And my entire career, I've always been passionate about reaching young conservatives. I believe young conservatives are totally underutilized and underserved in the digital space. We do not have content that is tailored to us. We do not have beautiful content. We do not have sarcastic, funny uh, content. We're entitled to that. We're entitled to beauty uh, the same way the left is. But there's a plurality of it on the left, and there's not a lot of it on the right. So I'm looking forward to using Turning Point uh, and to make content that resonates with young conservatives. You know, speaking of content and someone like myself as far as doing a podcast, I mean, I'm, look, I'm not trying to ask for the secret recipe, but I know you're, you're good in, in as far as putting out content. And so I guess what tips you can, you will give just conservatives in general as far as putting out just quality content? Sure, Brian. Uh, I would say from my experience, and I've done 10 years in journalism, 10 years in digital media, uh, working for a number of sites, I would say that the most important lesson in virality and making uh, something, a video, article, whatever, a meme, is to never forget who your audience is, to always, always remember who you're trying to reach. And a lot of people really misunderstand how young people consume information online, misunderstand that social mediums and networks you need to really build your audience and respect your audience on those platforms and you can't abandon them and so that's why you see some of the uh, most viral instagram uh, uh most viral instagram accounts most viral facebook accounts most viral twitter accounts are people who really properly resonate um and create a shareable uh funny uh, sarcastic uh, and enjoyable content uh, from my perspective on the conservative side. Why I've been able to break through, I guess if you were to ask me in one sentence, a lot of conservatism is scolding and wagging the finger and angry and yelling, and I personally believe that we have the best ideas. So uh, my content is usually pretty funny and happy and lighthearted because I feel like we're, I feel like my worldview is victorious. So that's uh, that's what I think resonates with my audience. You catch more flies with uh, with honey, sort of thing. Yeah, I know. Like personally, we try to put out like little memes to try to you know do we'll do what we can in in our sphere. So, but I know by looking at your work, I mean you kind of are, I guess kind of like the standard that we kind of look at as far as when we're trying to make little memes and whatever. And so we try to do something like that, lighthearted. Try to be you know don't want to be like overly negative and like like I said, scolding. Yeah. So now. 
here at CPAC, the theme is what makes America great. And I've been asking everyone, what, you know, for them, what makes America great? I believe you saw it personified in our party last night. We only had like 10 days to plan this party. We just wanted to go. We just wanted to go and do it. And just like, what do the Firefest guys say? Like, go do it and be legends, man. And that's, we, we just wanted to, to go. And that's kind of the, uh, the point of turning point. You know, it started by Charlie when he was 20 years old. It's the ability to go and create and take a chance. In a lot of command and control economies across the world, you don't have a chance. You fit into a little cog. Here in this damn country, you can quite literally be whatever you want. I'm just a middle-class kid from, like, Iowa, from, like, a, a pig field in Iowa. <laughs> and that's where I was raised. And I got a chance to live my dream, which was doing this, making content for young conservatives. That's my dream. I'm living my dream right now. And that is the best part about America is the opportunity to go and take a risk. I've also failed spectacularly in my career, right? I've also been, like, had a lot of mean headlines written about me, made a lot of mistakes. So has everyone. But it's the opportunity to make those mistakes and live your dream. That is quite literally the best part about America. Uh, and that's why I'm so damn proud to be an American. All right, now I'm pretty sure anyone that's listening already know, but just in case for the few, how do they know about Turner Point? Where do they go? And also, if they want to find you, I know everybody knows, but sure, Brian. <laughs> uh, I'm Benny Johnson at Twitter uh, and at Benny Johnson on Instagram. Uh, Turning Point is the same name, but we have a pretty large social following. Uh, we also throw conferences around the country. We have just finished our Young Latino Leaders Conference. We'll have young black leaders, young Jewish leaders, young high school leaders, student action summit, and tons of speeches at colleges. I believe over 100 speeches planned at colleges with between us and our influencers. Um, and so, hey, I'll be speaking at some of those. So if you see me, come to a college near you, hopefully this spring or fall. And I look forward to meeting you. Thank you, Brian, for having me on the show. All right. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is Benny Johnson. You're listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe, the best beard in the business. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, hey, if he says so, I'm, I guess so. So it's something I never really thought about. But, hey, this is it. We're going to be back tomorrow on Wednesday. We'll have Anna Paulina, Danina Tom Borelli, and Brandon Tatum, as well as as well as others. So come back on Wednesday. And until then, we'll chat with you later. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms 
or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.